Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Before we get to today's Studio Stories, I'm excited to share with you the news of a new school of dance in the heart of Lynn Lake area, the Arena, offering creative movement for kids, capoeira, gyrokinesis, and of course, contemporary forms. Check out our website, arena-dances.org, for more info. Today, our guest on Studio Stories, sharing her part in Twin Cities dance history, is Helen Hatch. Helen is an independent dancer and choreographer. Welcome, Helen. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. I'm super excited. I think I've been trying to get you for some time now too. So I'm really excited to, to have you joining us today. And uh, you've been keeping busy presenting your work and gracing the stage and others works as well, uh, while continuing to teach at St. Paul Ballet and continuing to instruct uh, contemporary dance and ballet and just really excited to hear what you are all up to. Can you give us, of course, the first beginnings of your training in dance? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in Minneapolis. I'm from here um, and kind of got my start just at a local park. Um, there were just like some community classes, movement classes that I did with my friend. And um, our parents talked to the instructor and because we wanted some more training and they pointed us to Ballet Arts Minnesota. That's where I got basically my training from the beginning through high school. Um, So yeah, that was uh, kind of gave me a lot of exposure to what was going on in the Twin Cities dance scene. Um, Great, great teachers and um, curriculum. So I'm really grateful for that solid beginning uh, of my training. Yeah. Was that part of the city children's nutcracker thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was huge for me. That was like the, the thing we did to keep going, you know, at the beginning of ballet training, it's pretty, pretty tedious. Um, but getting that, you know, next part in the nutcracker was, um, super exciting for all of us. So that kind of kept us going. Very cool. And that went through the park system. Is that how you kind of got tied to ballet arts then or? Uh, no, but those were different parks, okay. the the kids that went into that show. Um, but yeah, that was a super incredible program that they had set up through that. But yeah, these classes that I started in were like when I was five or something. So just like, wow. um, you know, creative movement, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. The classic, you know, get your kid moving and moving exactly. and dancing. <laughs> yep. Well, awesome. So how did you, what happened? I, I noticed that you trained at Ailey uh, Fordham for the BFA program there. Is Did that come quickly right out of high school for you then? Yeah. Um, so I was really like super bunhead focused, I would say. <laughs> um, and so like, yeah, finishing up um, high school, I was kind of at, you know, at that spot where you're like, oh, do I go to college? Do I try to do a traineeship or some sort of apprenticeship right off the bat. Um, so I did a whole bunch of the like college auditions and um, yeah, I, I had some options and I visited a few schools and I just, 
I really wanted to go to New York. I really wanted to sort of open up my worldview a little bit more. Um, although I was really grateful for all the opportunities I'd already had in, in the Twin Cities, I wanted to meet some new people and uh, get some new perspectives. So that's kind of how that um, decision was made, I guess. Nice. That's so great. I mean, what a, what a great program uh, to be part of and definitely, you know, very recognized in the community, uh, dance community. And I think to get to be in New York at, at that age as well, at your young age, fresh out of high school kind of, like, yeah, I think that's just so exciting. What was this dancing like for you there? Or was it completely like, I'm in school, I can't even really take in the city? Uh, yeah, kind of the latter. Um, <laughs> it was a really, really intense program. I think um, I'm not sure how it is now. I mean, I know it's still very intense. Don't get me wrong. But it was it was a relatively new program at the time. So like, I think they had had like 10 years, maybe. Um, maybe even less than that, but they, it was, um, or it still is, you know, two, basically two different institutions, um, Ailey and Fordham. So like, it's not your traditional sort of college program, I would say. Um, and so sometimes it would be like time management would be pretty tough with, um, just the rigorous academics and then like just the crazy Ailey schedule and rehearsals and four, you know, technique classes a day. Like it was was a lot, it was a lot, but um, it definitely like gave me, um, it, it prepared me for a professional career certainly. um, And kind of showed me the realities of how difficult it is to be a dancer um, and yeah, just emotionally challenging, physically challenging, but really, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't think people talk about this uh, enough that I always feel like dancers are incredible at kind of scheduling and time management because of all the stuff we're trying to juggle. So we're like, Oh, I can do that here. Or, you know, yeah, it's, it's, we, so we would have like a five five or so block walk to get to our academic classes or like our dance classes. And we'd have, I think 10 minutes from like the time something would end to the time the dance class started. So we'd be like, but we don't have any time to warm up. And they're like, Oh, just do ankle circles. Like in your lecture, like Uh (laughs) you don't get it. But um, yeah, so it was just like definitely time management. It was just like sprinting down ninth Avenue, trying to get to get to Ailey and like, hoping that the lights were working in your favor that day. So you weren't late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And do you feel like, uh, was there a specific teacher? I know you got honors in choreography there. Was there a specific teacher that stood out to you or like what kind of things did you hold on to there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I'm, I'm what, 10 years removed now. So it's starting to feel like I have enough distance from it, but, um, yeah, certainly, um, my composition courses were really important to me. I think, um, I kind of, you know, as I said before, came in really like bun head and for, I, I definitely kept that up. Like, um, I did a lot of extra ballet classes and point classes and tried to stay really strong in that. 
Um, and then, yeah, my sophomore year, we started comp and I kind of just, I had been doing a lot of improv to um, kind of outside of Ailey, different workshops that I really loved. Um, and so then as the comp- composition classes came in, I just really like, I don't know, just connected to it and got a lot of support from the faculty um, and encouragement to, to make work, um, which was great. Yeah, it's like, I think, interesting. You keep saying the word bun or the description bunhead. Do you Mm -hmm. mind sharing your kind of definition of what that is? Yeah. um, I mean, I think like I just still at that time wanted to pursue ballet as a career. And um, so, yeah, keeping that focus, keeping that technique really strong was important to me. So like that focus of... um, being in point twos every day, like that certainly wasn't part of the curriculum, but something I was just like, oh, I don't want to give this up yet. I want to see if I can go back into that. Cause obviously Ailey was much more um, modern focused. Mm-hmm. So. Very yeah. cool. So it really seems like it was opening up and making you more versatile. Definitely. Introducing you to different like languages to utilize and infuse yeah. in your yep. work. Yep. Horton every day, Graham every day. We had Taylor, we had, um, gosh, what else do we have? (laughs) Lots of, lots of different rep, lots of different performance opportunities. Um, I was also in a lot of student work, which was really fulfilling as well. Just kind of being part of that creative process and, um, yeah. It sounds dreamy to me. (laughs) Definitely intense, but like to have those kind of, uh, you know, pioneers of modern dance to get that training. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think like what was so great, like at the time, it was like pretty brutal to have those techniques every day, like ballet, (laughs) Horton and Graham and then a bunch of other stuff. But um, I feel like that day in, day out really gives you that that true understanding of these like very codified techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's certainly like still in my body, even though I haven't taken a gram class in quite some time, you know, I, I think I could probably figure it out if I was thrown into one right wow. now. <laughs> <laughs> I could not connect to gram. <laughs> personally. It's hard. It's really oh, hard. So hard, but I'm, yeah, it's amazing dancers though. Like you can just mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. that they've had it. Well, you've you've been really keeping busy with your choreography here in the cities, and I, luckily, in doing my little research that I do, I saw that you have been presenting your work in Guatemala and Mexico. With, am I going to say this right? Juntos. Yeah, juntos. Um, juntos that was juntos. actually some opportunities that came up while at Ailey. Um, oh. Yeah, somebody, uh, a friend of mine, that was a year or two older started um, this organization um, called Funtos, which basically was like a cultural exchange program. And we, we prepared um, a performance throughout the year. And then um, it was like during spring breaks, I think I'm trying to remember, but yeah, we went to Mexico twice and Guatemala um, and basically taught classes and performed in these communities. And it was just absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful to have connected into that. And so that was, um, yeah, like my sophomore year through, 
through my senior year. So that also gave me a lot of experience in like producing and self-producing and like being scrappy and um, producing, yeah, shows and work and then just like doing it. (laughs) So that, that has definitely stuck with me as well. Yeah. And I think what, one of the best things I think as a, for a dancer to get to travel um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, get outside of, the world we're in sometimes I think is just so great. So having that opportunity yes, definitely. and especially sharing your art form, like there's just nothing like it. I feel like I always have had a, uh, I'm like, I perform better out, out of town mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> than in town for some reason. Uh, personally for myself, I don't know. It's like a, a freedom or something um, that opens up. So, yeah. And I think like for this, these particular experiences um we were in schools and we were in orphanages hospitals um out in like town squares like outside so it was very much um for different communities within those um cities and yeah just like connect like even though you know I didn't speak Spanish well by any means just connecting to people that don't speak the same language but like connect through movement, connect through dance, um, yeah. was pretty, pretty eye-opening and, um, important for me to realize the power. I think that, um, that this form has, it's more than just, more than just technique. I know it's cliche, but you know, putting okay. it out in a place where it's appreciated, even though we are so different culturally and like that exchange went both ways, you know, we saw their um, traditional dances and participated in their cultural communities while we were there as well. So it was really special. Yeah. What a great experience. And I have to say, I went to their website too, and they're just continuing. It looks like to do awesome things there. Yeah. So I think it would, I someday it would be a dream to have something from the twin cities connect in with Juntos because I think there's a lot of um, organizations that could pair well with that, with that group. So. Huh. Well, I also had no idea that you performed at Jacob's Pillows uh, Inside Out Festival, which is just so cool. I had the opportunity to perform there a few times and what a great experience. And I think it's just such a great accomplishment of recognition of, of your work specifically. Uh, it's like not a secret, I guess, but uh, what was the work you performed there and, and yeah. how did that come about? Um, so that was right after I graduated from Ailey. Um, so I did a, 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 like, I think it was called an independent study in choreography my senior year. So basically, again, self-produced uh, evening of work. Um, me and one of my good friends were, uh, there were two of us that were asked uh, or like given this opportunity to ha- basically have an evening at their, at their theater, which was unreal. Um, such a great opportunity. So basically my last semester was really dedicated to choreography and like getting that show together. Um, and then uh, one of my dear teachers, uh, Milton Myers, he taught Horton. Oh, absolute gem yeah um he he's really connected in with the pillow and has been on faculty there forever and he kind of was like you know I think you should apply for this thing and 
um, of course, he put in a good word for me, I think, um, pulled a few strings there. I'm very grateful for that. Um, so yeah, we just presented basically that work again um, that I had shown in New York that spring. So that, what, July, we did that again um, up there. So yeah, it was amazing. And a lot, feels like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had the pleasure of taking Milton Myers class when I was in at the pillow as, as well. Okay. Such a gem, literally. Yes. Oh my god. But goodness. also, how about that stage of the inside yeah. out? Like Stunning. there's a rake. Was it? There's a, there's I don't remember like, that. Oh, oh my gosh. Huh. I was like, whoa, this is yeah. so weird. <laughs> well, I didn't perform in my work then. But I did, I went the year before and performed there in the Inside Out stage. But okay, yeah, I don't remember that. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, it was, I was completely thrown. So maybe that just speaks to my my abilities or seeing like the sky above you. Yeah. Oh, I just remember it just being like absolutely heavenly. Just all yeah. the trees. And, and I also remember <laughs> in one of the pieces... Uh, one of the dancers skirts just absolutely like busted and like oh, she lost it completely and it's like of course that's what I remember is like the, the blooper <laughs> the blooper reel but yeah very special opportunity and um, hope to make it back there one day it's yeah such a special place it really is there's nothing like getting to focus on your art mm-hmm. and be surrounded by other artists that are you know doing the same thing, making things happen. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the archive there, I would love to just spend some time there looking through everything they have in that library and yeah. videos and stuff. Tons of history. Incredible. Well, so how is it that you came back to Minnesota? Was it specifically to perform with Minnesota Dance Theater? or? Yeah, um, basically, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I graduated. I had that opportunity at Jacob's Pillow. Um, and then I was kind of, you know, a little lost and a little scared. I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, so I I knew what I needed, though. Somehow I knew I needed, like, a home base. I needed to find a group to dance with. I I just didn't see myself faring well in the freelance world at that time. Um, And New York, it was very much that would be what the opportunities for me would be. You know, there's there's the huge companies, but then there's quite a bit of um, drop. Like there's not like um, there's not small companies like there are here. Um, And, you know, growing up here and having the connections I had from my training, I was just like, yeah, I think I want to go back and, you know, see what's, see what's there for at least the time being. Um, and I, I was actually thinking about choreography more. Um, I did want to dance, but I, I originally approached Lisa Holton about choreographing for MDT and like, if that would be, possible at some point and then somehow just stayed there <laughs> started taking class and um occasionally performing with the company and then um that following year a contract opened up for a female so it was kind of just serendipitous that that worked out um 
so yeah, that's kind of nice. how that all unfolded. It's, you know, a lot of like timing things. I feel like sometimes dancers out of college or out of high school don't realize how much just pure luck and being in the right place at the right time mm. kind of presents opportunities and just being ready for them is, is what is necessary. I think. Completely. Yeah. You have to definitely put yourself out there a little bit too. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Well, you were, so you were with Minnesota dance theater from 2011 to 2017. Um, yeah. And I, I know that, you know, MDT kind of remounts, you know, amazing works from Lois Holton from the past and things. Were, were there some works that were highlights for you to get to perform at your time there? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am really grateful for the like huge range that I was able to to dance while while being there. Um, when I first joined, we were doing tons of work from Lois, um, which I connected with just immediately because it was um, you know certainly using ballet technique, but it was basically Graham and ballet. And I had just had all this training. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually using this like a lot, uh, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so that was, uh, and it's just, it was so hard, such hard choreography, just the partnering and the intricacies and, um, yeah, just really fulfilling to, you know, work with Lisa on these, um, these works that, that she danced in and, you know, seeing, seeing the original video Mm. with her in it and then trying to her trying to like recreate it. And um, there's just something really special about that legacy sort of passing down this information. Um, And let's see. And then a lot of, um, we had a lot of outside choreographers come in and work with the company during those years as well, which was, incredible I think those were kind of my favorite my favorite weeks when when the choreographers were in and we were making um either making something new or um you know learning stepping into the roles that you know famous roles um, Morris Pavan comes to mind we did Mm. that and um Moonshine was certainly a highlight that was um a Christopher Bruce piece and he came in uh to set it on us to Bob Dylan music. And that was just really special. That was one of the last things I did there. Um, and then also just, you know, working with Lisa, she did a lot of new work while I was there. Um, when Fricky, Penny, um, just a lot of people from the community um, also made work on us, which was great. And yeah. yeah, just going in every day and spending the day in the studio, it doesn't get much better than that. So I'm, I'm grateful for those years for sure. Yeah. It's interesting to me too, hearing you talk about, uh, you know, learning a role that Lisa was <laughs> the mm-hmm. role, the person <laughs> dancing, yeah. with. like how exciting and awesome to have her right there, but also incredibly stressful. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. like I've, I've learned roles of people and you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. And it's like yeah. that stripping away as a dancer of like, okay, I'm not that person. Right. But you, you so want to uh, achieve or, you know, reach kind of like what you're in awe of and watching, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I just, I have such a distinct memory of, so it was kind of like, 
close to this performance. Like we didn't have a lot of time. And, you know, Lisa called me and um, Jeremy Bensusen to rehearsal and we it had no information on like what we were doing. So we we're like, okay. And she just like wheels in the the video or the TV and like we watched this like black and white, like super grainy duet. And like our jaws are just on the ground because it's just extraordinarily beautiful, but like so incredibly difficult. And we're just like, ooh, there's no way we're gonna be able to pull this off. Like, not even like worrying about like performance quality or anything. It was just like the lifts and the like it was so much, but we we got there and it, wow. it didn't it was we never did it like top to bottom without falling until opening night. And that was just like, somebody was helping us through that wow. performance from above. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I'll never forget that. Cause it was just like, not like when, not like if a fall was going to happen, it was like, when was the fall going to happen? Wow. <laughs> and it was fine. But I love it. What a great story. And I think, you know, I know as artists where we can be self-doubting and all of that, but to, to have that trust or, mm-hmm. you know, like Lisa knew that the two of you could do it kind of a thing. I mean, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's some faith there. So. Yeah. Well, certainly well, like we had danced a ton together, so it wasn't like she was throwing two people that didn't have any yeah. experience together, but yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure is trust is a huge part of that. So for sure. Wow. So you, you, I know we're making some work at MDT and Mm -hmm. it's now been like well over, I'm going to say 12 years or so. Is that correct here locally at least? Um, Let's see. Yeah. Or 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where, where does a thought or inspiration come from for you, Helen? Like, where is it like, you're like, I have to make a dance. Mm. Kind of a a great question. Um, I I think the music is always a big jumping off point for me. Um, but also just like, I don't know, thoughts, thoughts and feelings of like where my headspace at the time. Um, honestly, I don't have a huge amount going in before I start a piece other than the music. Hmm. I just sort of let it um, try to be patient with it and let it unfold as it as it will, which sometimes goes good and great. And sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like what I've found is when I have too much of a prescribed sort of like thing from the onset, it just never, it never works. So I just totally. try to, I just try to let it, let itself reveal what it needs to. Um, but sometimes that's stressful because it, it sometimes doesn't happen till the last minute but yeah I think like I love um exploring move like new movement and movement creation and um I love you know warping warping ballet technique and sort of finding new physicalities within that I think that that's like um why I keep making work in a way like that's what keeps me like oh I want to I want to try this or um And that sort of also stems from improv of just like going into the studio, improving and then being like, oh, I think there's a seed here. Like, let's let's keep going with this and and how that feels and how that 
how that all evolves. So yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but <laughs> yeah, completely. I think I think it really demonstrates that you're you're working with the inspiration and in dancers even in the studio, mm, and definitely. That it, it reveals itself as as you're moving along. So it's a a nice collaborative spirit in there. Definitely, yeah. The dancers um, are really crucial to the piece for sure, and its evolution. Yeah. And I think, you know, this speaks to, I feel like you've really aligned yourself with some great collaborators uh, with Barrett Algren, Penny Free, Darius Strong with Hybrid at the Coles. And, you know, I I think that that there's such a, you know, collaboration, that word, you know, has to take on so many different things Mm -hmm. uh, in the process with one another Um, can be tricky. Can you maybe talk about your approach to that. I'm sure it's different with each one yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have collaborated quite a bit recently with other choreographers, which was a new experience, like, within the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, even just my quote-unquote own choreography, which is never just my own, um, it always feels like it's it's everybody's. Um, but working with another choreographer can be tricky, um, especially in the beginning when you're like, again, trying to figure out what you're making. Um, but I think it's so rewarding because something that you might not initially think of can then spring another idea you have and sort of just like ping pongs back and forth. Um, but yeah, like working with Darius was just so wonderful. Um, that that was the most recent collaboration, and um, yeah, like we're just we're both super watery water signs, and so like there's a <laughs> lot of just like unspoken, you know, like this is what we're doing, but we're not sure why, and we're just gonna follow it through and um, fill it in as it goes, and. And then, you know, COVID and the pandemic hit right in the middle of it. And that was also interesting because we suddenly had, you know, like twice as much time as we had before. And, you know, I'm, I think we both agree that, like, thank goodness we had that extra time because if we had per- performed it when it was originally supposed to be performed, it would not have had the depth that it ended up having. So that was really, mm. um, really special to work with him. And he's such a gem. He really is. It's just incredible. He walks into a room and his warmth that his eyes have such a welcoming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And (laughs) yeah, just from that first encounter, because we had worked together as dancers with Penny actually um, on some duets. So we like had already worked together in that sense, but um, yeah, it was just kind of like from the get go, it was like a very, very easy collaboration. Um. And then, yeah, I've been working with Barrett for ever since Hatch Dance launched. She was in the first thing and um, has been such like a important uh, collaborator as a dancer. And then now working side by side as choreographers. Um, yeah, we just we just gel and like, I don't know, she's she's just so smart and so on it. And you never have to worry when we are working with Barrett. She knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know you two collaborated on Bolero Bolero. Mm-hmm. How did that, so how did that, how does that work collaboration-wise on such a massive 
cast of dancers. The yeah. music itself is really driving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great question. I, it was such an unusual time, obviously, like it's basically like creating it during a pandemic and when everybody is like in this crazy headspace and down is up and up is down and everything feels different. Um, but it, we actually talked about Bolero several years ago because neither of us had danced in one before. And like, that's such an anomaly because like everybody's danced to the Bolero. So we're like, we really want to do it. And like, let's, let's make it happen. And it was kind of a joking sort of thing. And then we're like, is this when we're making Bolero? Like, is, ah. this, the, is this the time? Is this the moment? And it kind of felt right. Um, and so we just sort of embarked on it kind of backwards of like, we don't have a performance time. We don't have a venue. We don't have anything, but we feel the need to be creating and being creative in, in this way. And people were into it and wanted to join us. And we are really grateful for that. Um, so that, that process was really different than anything I think either of us had made just because, you know, we didn't have everybody in the cast until dress rehearsal truly. And so we were just kind of like, whenever anybody could stop into rehearsal, they did and, and got caught up when they could. And, um, it was just a testament to the incredible dancers we had in that project of just like making it happen, like grabbing a friend and being like, Hey, can you go over this phrase with me? I haven't done it in like a month, (laughs) you know, and kind of making it work. So yeah, that was a pretty wild ride, but it all, it all happened, which was, which was really wonderful. Yeah. And I didn't know that everyone's done Bolero. I I (laughs) missed out on that boat somehow. Have you done Bolero? I haven't. Oh no. I I know. We'll have to do it again. We'll have to do it again. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's many, many versions of it and I don't know. It's yeah. fun music to dance to. That's for it sure. It is really, really great music. Would well, you, I, this is always a hard question because it's like on the spot. Um, and you've shared so many great memories already, but do you have, uh, maybe a favorite memory of one of your performances or works being performed that stands out to you? Yeah, I think, um, so the first show I did post MDT um, was at the Southern and it was, they were doing this uh, program called art share. And I don't know if they're still doing it, but it was a pretty great opportunity. I, um, they basically provided the space for us. And so, yeah, I had kind of put together like a proposal kind of generic. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then uh was given that opportunity, which was great and sort of like scrambled to figure out, okay, like, what does this mean? I need dancers. I need all this stuff. Um, And so, yeah, it was just like a monumental task of like getting that show up. Um, So I think like the opening night of Isotope was, is that favorite moment of just like looking at the, the huge set we created, looking at all these incredible dancers, the live band. Um, it was just like an enormous um, moment of like, okay, we figured it out. We did it. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, I wasn't, I, I wasn't as confident in my ability to like produce and um, lead. And that was kind of a, a moment I remember being like, okay, I don't feel like 
super confident in my ability as a performer at this moment because I like don't know all this choreography that I made and now I'm dancing. <laughs> um, but it was kind of this like the other side of it being like, okay, we did it. We figured it out. It's up. It's running. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like it was the launch really of Hatch Dance. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Very pivotal moment. That's so cool. I think yeah. I remember some sections of that that I got to see. Yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of work. That's so cool. Just like yeah, not knowing, not having the experience of of producing in that way before. I had done Fringe before that. Um, while I was still at MVT, I did kind of a a pickup group, mm. um, but it, you know it was just smaller scale, and, and this felt um, yeah, felt like oh, I'm I'm going into a new a new chapter now and sort of whether I was ready for it or not, it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just following what mm -hmm. needed to happen naturally. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I know you're collaborating once again with Barrett, uh, yeah. producing a show. What are you, what are you two up to for this one? Yeah. Well, we um, are kind of building off what we did last summer with Bolero, or last fall with Bolero Bolero um, at the shed, which is um, an outdoor covered parking space, parking structure. Um, so yeah, we're, we are in the throes of uh, a new big ensemble work um, that we are calling LDV. Um and it is set to the music of La Dolce Vita, which is um, a Fellini film from 1960. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, yeah, just a, a, an embarrassment of riches of uh, creative and incredible dancers and performers um, on board for this one. And just sort of throwing paint at the wall right now and figuring out what we're making. But it's been a lot of fun. It's really... Um, it's really the music spans such um, emotional arcs and it's like crazy one minute and then creepy the next. And it's just a lot of, a lot of different dynamics at play and yeah, trying to see that as it unfolds. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the movie now myself. As yeah. It's talking, wild. It's yeah. wild. Certainly not trying to like, tell the story or um, recreate it in dance form, but just sort of playing with the themes a little bit and um, certainly going, going off the music. Yeah. And it sounds like you, you're kind of just starting that process. Yeah. We are just beginning a few weeks in now. Um, That's always an exciting time. Yeah. I lots of too. phrase work and um just... Yeah. Are you able to turn your brain off once you leave rehearsal or is it something that sticks with you kind of um, as you go? Well, recently I've been sort of like pulled in a lot of different directions because like the school year is wrapped up and I had mm. some student stuff going on. Um, but now it's kind of entering in the zone of like, I'm going to be thinking about it a lot, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. And like, yeah, just getting like all of the other, the administrative parts of it going to, you know, tickets up and press yeah. release and all that. So the work kind of never, never ends, but it all, it all is worth it in the end. So. Yeah. When is that happening now? Is it fall? Um, that will be the first weekend in August. Okay. 
So Good we're bumping timing. it up a little bit. Yeah, it was just a little bit unpredictable with the weather last year. So we're trying to, I guess, just bake while it's going to be hot. Um, <laughs> but last year was super cold. So we want to take care a little bit more with that. Yeah. Well, so awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to, to see what the two of you do. And uh, I'm, I'm imagining that there's also interspersed maybe works of your owns in there or is it full on La Dolce Vita? Um, no, it'll just, it well, so we're organizing it similar to last year where we had sort of a works in progress um, portion of the performance prior to the premiere. So um, we're just opening that up to the cast. Um, and so we have about eight, eight of the performers are showing work in that performance as well throughout the oh, five wow. um five performances so yeah it kind of gives them this platform as well to work on something or share something that they they've been working on so yeah oh, cool i don't think i realized that with bolero bolero now it makes sense though that's what i get for not looking at my program <laughs> info <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, we didn't have so many works in progress last year, but it was, again, just like sort of everybody was just flying by the seat of their pants. So this year it's <laughs> a little more organized, a little more thoughtful. So we're we're grateful to be able to give those opportunities to the performers. Yeah, well, I have to say, you know, keep up the good work and this dedication oh, and passion you have for dancing, Helen. It's really, I feel lucky to get to see you and that I'm getting to know you more and more. Um on the stage and off and keep making things happen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. you too. This is wonderful, this podcast, and I'm really grateful to be a part of it. And I I look forward to the, the episodes coming soon and yeah, keep, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Next week, we reminisce with E.E. E. Balcos, a powerful dancer with several Twin Cities companies, now a company member with Charlotte-based Movement Migration. 